but it starts with first nurturing the ability to be present with our own emotional distress or with our own relationship with our with our mind and then we can be present with others minds uh because the truth is is that when somebody's in that reactionary space maybe a, a traumatized partner is yelling um or a identified addict is flooded with their shame and they're yelling right um that's not that that's the mind that's not necessarily who they are that's the effect of their causes and conditions that's the side effect of not being able to be present with the emotion of shame or the emotion of fear generally right and so if one can be present with those then what they can say is you know i really want to yell at you right now because you've betrayed me however i understand that what's driving that is i'm terrified because i don't know what to believe anymore which is a far more skillful way to express what's going on than one driven through reaction mm -hmm. so i have a question um because i can almost you know hear and feel partners saying wait a minute are you saying then i should be mindful and go with what the addict's presenting if he's gaslighting me or she's gaslighting me i just am mindful of it and don't react and right that kind of thing i can hear i can hear them um, <laughs> yeah. so um yeah so when when does then the mindfulness go into perhaps making a, a mindful decision yeah that's beautiful and what i would share uh first is uh whenever anybody's being gaslit by another person no don't go along with it absolutely not trust yourself trust trust that inner compass that's telling you this there, there's something awry here um what we would do in the mindfulness though is we'd be able to observe the gaslighting notice what we're feeling and then say in response you know now that you've said your little thing whatever you said um a, I feel, you know, it's very clear you're gaslighting me. B, I'm angry about that. And as a response, C, I'm going to follow the boundaries that I've asserted when you're going to get, when you, when I said, I will not be gaslit anymore. And here are those boundaries. And that's what I'm employing. And, and I want, I, I've got all those things, but I mean, I know it's so much more than just saying, you know, you just need to let go of your fears and let go of what you think is going to happen in the future and get in, in the here and the now and just trust your gut and go from there. It's going to be fine. Yeah. How, 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 I mean, the people that are listening to this and they're saying that sounds great. No idea how to get there. Yeah. How to get there? So uh, that is a wonderful question, right? And uh, what I would say is we're all on, you know, I've never met anybody who's floating on their cushion. And if you ever do meet anybody who's floating on their cushion is just forever mindfulness, please let me know because I'm going to be able to, I'm going to have to hire them to teach me. That being said, I think first and foremost, we have to recognize if we're going to start practicing mindfulness and we haven't been practicing it, then we have to first offer ourselves compassion that it is just that, a practice. Mm -hmm. And if we've been practicing living our life in a reactive manner, um, for 20, 30, 40 years, at least give ourselves a third of that time to get habituated to not living that way. So that's kind of the first thing is to approach it with compassion. 
because that's wonderful like, how does mindfulness help so i i'm in the here and now how does that and and i have all kinds of ideas but of course i'd like to hear from you how does mindfulness help people yeah so um there are two ways that that i'd like to approach this and i just want to kind of admit that i tend to nerd out on research sometimes so if i get too <laughs> into the weeds do not hesitate to interrupt me here okay all right um but i i really appreciate um richie davison he was in 2014 i think he was uh, named one of the uh, 10 most influential men in the world by time magazine He's a neurocognitive psychologist that has done decades of research, uh, funded uh, in part by the by the Dalai Lama. He's out of the University of uh, Wisconsin, and so he has spent. You know, he's the one that's done all of these fMRI studies of the brain and all of these things. And so there are several things. First, what we have noticed is that the in the prefrontal cortex of people who are Olympic meditators, there's actually more gray matter. And that gray matter basically means that uh, cognitive processing is happening faster. Gray is the reflection of what's called myelin sheaths on the axons, which is an insulator that allows for uh, neurons to communicate faster. And an axon is part of a neuron. 